Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Let's get into it. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! I have, I have a, uh, a gripe to pick with you. About what? <laughs> Nothing. It's so stupid. But it is funny. I forget when, it could have been even when we first met at Boston Calling, but you said some shit that you were like, uh, I don't think a podcast could ever get someone popping. Or something uh, along those lines. And I don't I believe was, I would say that because clearly <laughs> niggas were lit from a podcast at that time. But I don't, I don't think remember. a podcast would get me popping. No. Mm, you don't think? Okay, that. But might, also, I, I must have just taken it personal. I will, I will say this, man. Like kudos to you guys <laughs> that do podcasts, man. Because like, just shout out to you. I, you're better than me. I'm. I'll wait. Like. 45, I'll start a podcast if everything mm. else doesn't work. If all my other dreams fail, <laughs> then I'll start a podcast. Because God forbid I start a podcast and then I realize I actually want to act. You oh, know, like God yeah. forbid I want to actually do something creative, but I have to show up here every day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I'm definitely in a box now. Yeah, it's like, yo, man, I already know. Like, I'm kudos. Like, I, I like, I already know I would blow my brains out reading a sponsored ad. Oh so, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I just podcasting is just not for me. Yeah, but then you are one of the very few people who can just be a stand up. That's what's up, man. <laughs> That's what's up. I feel like I'm like, damn. Like I'm not that far into stand up and I got cool stuff doing stand up. No, you know what it is? Comfortable. I'm just being comfortable, bro. Like, I'm not rich. <laughs> I'm not poor. I've never had more than I've needed. I've never had less than what I needed. I've always had exactly what I needed. So now that I've realized that, I'm like, yo, I'm chilling. Now I know why you listen to Larry June. Yeah, I'm <laughs> chilling, bro. Chill. Like, yeah, Damn. I'm chilling. I'm not like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I like disappearing, bro. I like Is that, that just who shit. you are? I think I have to figure that out, but okay. yeah, that's me, yeah. I'm so anxious that I'm like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I need to do the next thing. I can't stop doing the next thing. I'm like that. I want to do the next thing, but <laughs> I want the next thing to be, like, I want it to be dope. Like, I realize, you know, I could run around and do everybody else's thing, and then I just realize, take your time. Mm. And that shit work. Dude, you're going to fucking L.A. tomorrow to film some shit for Netflix. Yeah, it's just going to be fire. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. I do need to learn your calmness, though. You have a good energy. Shrooms, of just man. Like... Shrooms. A good, uh, a good uh, shaman dose, you know? Mm, see, the DMT, you ever do DMT? No, I've never done DMT. DMT gave me that, but I feel like I've lost the knowledge I got from my first DMT experience. They say that. They say that's like your critical mind. Mm -hmm. They say, like, you can see what it is, and then you'll still be like, but nah. But mm -hmm. the real thing is you can't really operate out of your mind in the real world. So. That you have to realize you are at that. Cause like I'll be in the coolest situations and I'll just be anxious, anxious as shit. And yeah. like in my last DMT trip, they were like, you just gotta be calm and realize you're cool in those. And still, I'm still anxious in those. Yo, you know what I realized? <laughs> what I had to realize is that uh, energy is contagious. So it's like, sometimes that's not even your energy, bro. Sometimes mm -hmm. everybody in the room is just anxious and scared and like you just that shit is just bouncing off with, on you because it's like before you walked in the room, you weren't anxious or scared or anything. And then somehow that like 
that's the vibe now. Sometimes that's just the vibe and people don't even realize nah, that's you, the vibe. Actually, I do think you're right because it's like, no matter who I'm sitting down across from in a podcast, I feel in that moment, and this is, trust me, this isn't like equal to them because it's in a conversation. Like, of course, everyone I've talked to has more accolades than me, but to have a conversation, I can't be nervous. Yeah. But then in other situations, maybe with those same same people, I'd be so anxious, and it's because like, you don't know how your conversation, how important your conversation is in that room. Yeah, and you're like, yo, I want to talk to you, but it's like so many, it's like fifty people here. Like, how could I actually have a conversation with you when I don't know you, dude? That's so. It's true. Like, with the con, just and I hate to, but like with Conway, like we got such a personal. Like he cried on the podcast. Like Damn. we got emotional. Like it was three a.m. We got emotional. But then whenever we're in like the club or something together, I'll just be like, Sam gets no hoes. Or just Cause man, like you that. gotta you gotta adapt to this you gotta adapt to where you are, bro. Like, it's hell so no, fun. niggas. It's fucking wolves in the club. Like, no. what if I be out here looking all like I gotta chill when I'm in the club. I'm not a club person. That's when I'm my most anxious. Oh hell yeah, bro! Especially if you go to the club with Conway, you go into the club. You go to different clubs, but you're not going to the fucking. Uh, who has? I'm thinking of who has, probably has. Like, you're not going to the fucking Chris Brown club appearance, bro. This ain't this ain't Poppy. No, this is scam people. Uh, yeah, this is not Poppy. But the one good thing is whenever I'm with chicks and I'm like, they never care when you go to a Griselda event. There's no chicks at Griselda events. There are no chicks at the experimental <laughs> rap show. That's what I've learned. Yo, <laughs> Other than the loopers. The loopers had fucking more hot bitches in the crowd. Irish, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> than anybody. He probably went to school with them. <laughs> That's what I think now, yo. Now when I see artists now, I'm like, yo, we have mutual followers. I'm like, are you lit or did you like go to college with like my homie or some shit? Oh, I guess that is true, yeah. <laughs> artists these days, like, you know, they yeah. were regular people last week. <laughs> that is true. Well, it's like we met in the stupidest way possible. Yeah, we met at Boston Collin. Boston Collin, because I was there with Lamont just like before I did stand up, before I, I was doing improv at that point. But that's times, something man. we don't talk about. Times, <laughs> and you were, that was dope because. We just got lit. There was, cause yeah, was I great. just snuck so much weed in because there was no security. I don't even. I don't even. Did I have weed? I don't. I no. Just... I. This is why is because I brought in ounces and grinders because they didn't pat us Hilarious. down. So then in the green room, I was just rolling up. Hilarious. And shit. I just remember Hennessy. Yeah, they, yeah, gave, they gave you a, gave a bottle, bottle of Hennessy. And yeah, I just blacked out. After I that. did too. I think I remember going to see Cage the Elephant and then blacking out right after. I remember that. seeing Cage the Elephant too. I remember seeing Cage the Elephant twice that summer for no reason. They're a good band. They're really good live, They're man. A good They're, band. I've never even heard a I've never even heard a song mm. like just played like outside of the live sets. Like, but I've seen them like three, four, five times. I listen to so much rap that I call like musicians non-rappers and my friends will be, I'll be like, Kurt Vile, I'll be like, this is my favorite non-rapper. And they're like, you mean you like a, you mean like a musician, like an artist? And I'm like, yeah, but I like non-rappers live. Like I like seeing. Yeah, they are. They are. They put a lot into the show. It's live instruments. Exactly. That shit's fun. Rappers, there's there's no middle ground for a rap Bro, concert. It's either the, the worst or the best. The, what I realize about rap concerts is, this is really it. When I was 21, when I no, when I came to New York, 18, 
18 is like currency. It's like the currency Kid Cudi, uh, Mac Miller, uh, there's even B.O.B. There's XV. There's yeah. fucking people you're not even thinking about anymore that were coming out and doing all these like little shows. So I used to go to shows all the time. And then YouTube pops and SoundCloud pops. And then Chief Keith comes and shit like that. And then I started going to shows. And I started realizing like, oh, you niggas never came to a show before. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm at your show, but you've never done this. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, you don't even understand how to even, what to even give me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even know. Well, like, that's why you were asking what's different about Griselda before the podcast. Yeah. Because when you see them live, there's no vocals, there's the beat, and they rap every word. Yeah. Because they're fucking 40 years old. Yeah. They have to. They've spent all that time learning the craft of performance. Cause yeah. They're like, and just vocal and, and voice control. And yeah. Shit. But nah, dude. I saw fucking, man, I can't go to like trap concerts anymore. Because like, <laughs> I saw Hoodrich Pablo Juan before he got robbed. Yeah. Also, funny point. Comedians get canceled for what they say. Rappers get canceled for getting robbed. Hey, man. <laughs> like, Hoodrich Pablo Juan got robbed twice and lost everything. Listen, did Hoodrich Pablo have it to begin with? He was pretty poppin'. He really was. He, like, came up with, like, the little Uzis, and he had the Atlanta scene poppin'. Like, you know I was over I'm... 25 at that time. How old are you? I'm 31 now. Okay. So anything that happened after 25, like... You know, mm. I had pretty much picked everything by the I'm time 24. I I'm still in the, like, finding yeah. new music Oh, you're lit phase. right now, bro. Yeah. Nah, it's almost over, bro. It's, well, it'll yeah, stop I'm... at, like, 27. <laughs> and then I'm going to start interviewing, like... Because you know what happens, <laughs> man? Your mind writing. is blown. You're like, it's only so many times you can blow your mind. My mind's already pretty blown with music. It's like yeah, it's so many times. I'm on a fucking Conway song. How crazy! Like I'm, I'm good now. Like yeah. that's why I hate. I it's so rude, but I hate. It's not like comedy and comedians don't really get like. People send me so much music, wanting me to listen to their music, and it's like. I don't even want to like. I have to find music by God chance. That's like exactly. Me. That's exactly how I like music. I like finding music by chance, by yeah. proximity, by you know this shit. Somebody else is playing it, and I'm like, what is this? Or someone I really trust is is telling me to listen to an yeah. artist because shit is crazy these days in the streets, man. Where'd you, you said you moved to New York when you were 18? Uh, born in New York, raised in South Carolina. Okay, when'd you move to South Carolina? Uh, when I was like three. Oh, so you don't really remember that shit. What? Like New York beforehand. Uh, no, not really. Just in the house, running around, falling. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Moved to New York to do stand-up? Uh, yeah, moved to New York to do stand-up uh, when I was 2009. You know, I figured out I wasn't going to go to college. I was like, why waste your money? I went uh, to college and still do theater. I'm in debt. I was like, "Why waste your money? Uh, just give it to me, and I'll I'll put a little bit into rent." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a. Were you doing it at all beforehand? Uh, yeah, I was doing like bullshit, like in South Carolina before, and then yeah, yeah. It was it was enough for me to get confidence. Then I came here and realized I sucked, and mm. it was like starting. And yeah, I might as well have not been doing it before I got here. Were you? Was it your call? Like spiritual shit like comedy you're like fucking ego was saying that he pushed away comedy he didn't even want to be a comedian and that was something i like thought heavy about because like i feel like 
like I was told I had to be a comedian, like by the universe, not by any single person. Yeah, no one told me I had to be a comedian. I knew what comedy was from a young age, and I grasped what people were doing through comedy, and I was like, I want to do that. Like, I just want to talk for a while. Like, I thought when I started doing comedy, I started doing comedy at like 17, 16, and that's when you want to talk to people, and people are like, what do you know? Shut up. Like, no one really wants to hear your opinion. So comedy was my way to just get my opinion across, just to have, just so I could talk for a mm. long period of time without somebody cutting me off and agreeing with what I said. That's a good point, because I, when I was a student, I hated writing. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do any job where I don't have to, like, write. And I didn't even think about, like, talking is, like, I do like just talking and no one's stopping you. Yeah, I just wanted to talk, it. bro. I just want, like... For so long, I'd I'd be trying to tell people shit in regular conversations, and they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Were you a quiet kid? Huh? Were you a quiet kid? No, I wasn't really a quiet kid, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't. I was. I was. I was slightly weird. I don't know. Like, but yeah, I would be trying to tell people things, and they just would not get it. Or I'd try to tell a joke, and they just did not think it was funny. So then I had to just go to the group and be like, "No, I'm gonna tell this to mad people, and they're gonna tell you." It's funny, so you can be like, "Oh shit, damn." Yeah. What made you? You said you got up at sixteen for the first yeah. time. What made you get up the first time? Uh, I came in the house one day, and my mom said, "Why am do I see you all the time? Why don't you have a job or something? Why don't you do anything?" Did you not have anything? <laughs> no, nah, I was just smoking weed. So yeah, I was like, mm. "All right, bet I'm gonna go do an open mic. Fuck that." Yeah. Then good set. There. You had a good set. Yeah, I had a good set. I had a good first set and then bombed for so long. Yeah, they long call that beginner's that. luck. They call that beginner's mm. luck. They say you start. A lot of people get beginner's luck. And then you bomb. And then, like, from the bomb, you get, like, PTSD. And then from there, you do sets that you just know too much about what can go wrong. <laughs> so you're, like, telling jokes. And you're, like, oh, shit, they turn their head. Oh, oh yeah. man, he not laughing. <laughs> oh, this nigga's a dick right here. I already know. Like you're already in your head for like another, so it's like you have you have one good set. You're like I'm good forever. And then you have one bad, and then you're bad for like. Well, you. Oh wow. The stupidest thing about my first good set was I used a fake ID to get into the comedy store, and I got on Kill Tony. Yeah. Like you know Kill Tony. Yeah. yeah. It's like a minute of stand up. Yeah. So my first set ever when I was like 17 years old, on Kill Tony. And I had a really good set, but that's a minute. Like that doesn't. But it's at the comedy store. Felt good. And like if it, I would have bombed, I would have bombed. I did it again in the main room. Like six months later, used a fake ID to get in. Bombed so bad. Yeah. And then I just didn't do comedy for like another year, and I kept doing improv. How was that? Horrible. He was like, "Yo, I was the funniest dude in improv, bro." <laughs> I, no, they, I, I was, was too the, dark. I was the only person with jokes. Stand ups, nah. Stand ups aren't good at improv because it's too dark. Mm. Also, my stand. I don't know. I just like revealing personal information. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> like stand, like improvs, you create like scenes. Stand ups, like let me show you some weird shit. True, improv for me, I'm like, yo, the crowds are too nice. Oh, but you act and shit, so you must have done improv. No, I never something. did improv. I just know, I know how to improv. I know, <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> the only thing you yeah, need yes, to know. Yeah, yes, and, okay, you said this, you didn't define it, so I could play with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah I know the basis. Of improv. And Once you we, do stand up, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and if we start improving, if we start doing improv exercises, I can fall into the exercises just from having 
comedic timing. Break yeah. into an improv scene. Yeah, I could do an improv scene easy. That's pretty dope, though. All right, you started at 16, and now you're filming something on Netflix. Uh, yeah, just stand up, just some stand up. Yeah. Well, you've done other shit. It's filmed stand up on Netflix because you've done. Yeah, that's the first shit. time I'm putting stand up on Netflix. Is this your first shit out, like stand up? Nah, I've put out a lot of things. I put out. Uh, well, I did got a Gotham comedy mm-hmm. that sits online. Uh, then I did all deaf comedy for HBO. That shit was the dopest. All deaf oh, comedy. Oh, I actually was nice. okay. Yeah, I did. All, see they that. took it yeah. down. You know, Russell Simmons got me too, unfortunately. So. And that took they took your yeah, shit that's down. What I hate. You got me too. Listen, guys, it's not too, everyone gets affected. Okay, <laughs> everyone is fucked up in the end, guys. Everyone hurts. Everyone feels it. <laughs> you got okay? me too. It's Russell. not an isolated incident. Okay. Uh, they couldn't yeah. have just like photoshopped. Like they took uh, the shit off. Take Guitaro's face HBO, onto HBO Max. It comes <laughs> HBO Max becomes like it, nobody had HBO Go. Yeah. Everybody has HBO Max. Are they still, and they take it off? I don't know the difference between any of that shit. Uh, they should, yeah, they should just did put Tignataro's face over it. It's heartbreaking, man. <laughs> heartbreaking. She was at Boston Calling too. I remember that. Nice. Tig. Shout out her. <laughs> you see, they did that in that movie. What? Some zombie movie Chris D'Elia was in, and they photoshopped her over Chris D'Elia and reshot the whole movie when he got canceled. Are you dead ass? I swear to God, I'm not. I swear to God. White people crazy. <laughs> isn't That's that, what's up, yo. Isn't that White people crazy. Wild. What movie is this? Uh, some zombie movie. Right. Zombie. I think it was like Army of Darkness. It's like the one where they're in Vegas. And they're yeah, trying to break into like a vault some, or something, and there's zombies. You walking. Evil Dead. E- That's like. what's up. Shout out to them, man. I, I bet that movie is great. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> 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 no, it's a, yo, yeah, that shit. <laughs> that would be wild. Just having something. <laughs> that is crazy. Wait, can I Google this? Yeah, yo? Google like, that Please shit. let me Google this. They put, yeah, they put her shit over. You know what sucks? Media moves so fast. You don't even know who gets me to or gets like, like, is he good now? Oh, Army of the Dead. That's Army the of the Dead. Wait, hold up. Crystalia. <laughs> Crystalia, yeah. Everyone listening, go Google this right now. Yo, please, everyone, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> they did a this sh- shameless form of white guilt. <laughs> oh my God! White men will overcompensate and miss the whole point. Oh my God! Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> when white people overcorrect, they miss exactly what we all, were all because he wanted mad to about. fuck eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That, that monster. Damn, he, that's insane! Wow, he's literally guilty of like they'd meet him in a hotel bar and be like, "Cool, so we going upstairs to all right." Fuck, he's bringing eighteen-year-olds like, no. to a bar. Wow. Don't bring him to the bring wow. him to a chucky. Bring him to a Chuck E. Cheese oh or something. Oh, my God. Something. I don't even... Yeah, well, you're not going to have him meet you at your hotel room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, man, lobby. when you get famous, man, you just... You don't got time no more, man. Yeah, if you're not coming He's up like, the fuck, He's like, yo, bye. I just filmed, like, two movies. He's like, come on, are we... We doing... Mm. All right. Go fuck... Go fuck with whoever you want to fuck with in Lancaster, I can't actually... I can't imagine... <laughs> no. I can't like, imagine. Yo, it like, would be tough. Because, like... I had a girl... I had a girl... We're at, on a date. Go how far? How famous are you gonna get? Because that affects how far we go tonight. <laughs> I swear to God, non-joking. I've had a chick tell me. I've, I have had a chick be like, "I'm not who you think I am." 
I'm like, yo, bring your ass out to this date. Let's go get some drinks. Like, what are you talking about, yo? As soon as I got... Dude, I have no followers. Yeah. But if I have more... Like, it's weird how girls' demeanors change. I had a girl who, like... I had a girl... Yo, I'll never forget this. I had a girlfriend in high school. And, you know, and I put, like, my first set online. Like, one of the first New York sets I ever did. And remember how you have, like, a, a video on your MySpace page? And, uh, yo, it glitched and it went to like, like my video was on like everybody's page when like you would go oh, to the next page. You were the first person to and go viral. And she like, she like was not happy about that. <laughs> that you went viral. Yeah. That was like my first time. I was like, I don't know why you're not happy about this. Like, if that is the thing, like, this sounds like. If I am on everybody's page, that sounds like the most lit thing yeah, that, that could happen. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> she was <Yeah>. not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I re- the the video of me doing stand up of fucking because I'm like my grandma has Instagram and shit, so like my grandma and shit will see me do some jokes that are like wild. Your mom has an IG now, you know. Well, I guess you're older enough, but, like, it's weird that your parents are going to see you say some crazy shit. Not to you. You're too calm. I'm just anxious. Well, my mom see my brother say crazy shit. She's seen all my older brothers say crazy shit. I guess that's true. I'm chilling. (laughs) Yeah, you're good. As long as they laugh. Are you the youngest? Yeah. I'm youngest of seven. As long as they laugh, they're like, yeah, that's right. Youngest of seven. Yeah. That's what my dad is, too. My mother had seven children, but I'm actually the youngest of ten. God damn. Just, you know, like, Expendables and, you know, everybody. That, you have to be calm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the youngest because I get called out for everything. Because everybody older, they try to, like, push their, like, yeah, I don't know what it is. When you're, like, the youngest, yo, like, you can't wild out. Because anytime you wild out, everybody's like, this is my time to Mm. be a big brother and tell you to sit down and, and be calm and shit like that. But also, like, being what gets me about being the youngest is, like, I'm also, like, the person they could come to when everybody else thought they were crazy. You know, like, so they'd be like, I'm not, you know, I went over there. Am I, am I, am I wildin'? Am I wildin'? And I'd be like, nah, nah, you're not crazy. Nah, that's, that's not crazy at all. But now I'll be playing those situations back in my head, and I'm like, nah, they out, they fucking mind. <laughs> like, my brother and sister are crazy. That makes me think I'm an only child. And that's the 100% the reason I'm anxious all the time. I was just left alone to overthink shit all the time. Oh, nah. Because I I was like a loner and an only child. So I was just like... Yo, I was was the youngest, right? But uh, when my sister went to college when I was in seventh grade, after that, it was like, yo, my mom had like the downstairs of the house and my sister's room was upstairs. It was just me and her, her room. And uh, after she graduated in like seventh grade, she left. But it was like I had a I had an apartment. Up there. I, was <laughs> you were, I had a room. I had a room to the outdoors in my high school bedroom. And I was such a loser. I never snuck out. Bro, I, I could have snuck out any bro, night. <laughs> I had a well. I used to sneak out all the time. Like I used to. That was my thing. Sneaking out. Like oh my god. Like. I was the epid like of a country kid where you're supposed like that's what you're supposed to do as a mm. suburban youth. Everything you're, I, I did every escalation 
You Every went escalation. to see Cage the Elephant twice in uh, one uh, so, year. Bro, you did everything. Bro, my first concert, my first concert, Backstreet Boys, 2000 right. Millennium Tour. No, that is Okay, wild. That I'm is like wild. quintessential, like first generation uh, black wealth. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went to the Backstreet Boys. I went to that, Backstreet Boys, That's the bro. American dream. Bro, bro I wasn't even <laughs> in the nosebleeds, bro. <laughs> Brought some merch, bro. Who else? Oh, merch. Who was merch? You, you should, you should have ro- rocked that at the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the bucket. I was supposed was to wear your t-shirt. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so Buy the t-shirt, though. Buy the t-shirt. We'll put a link somewhere. <laughs> I have it in there. So I just... I took a girl on a first date to an Ani DeFranco concert. Was, who's Ani DeFranco? Exactly. This girl definitely turned out to be a lesbian. That's the queen lesbian. Like, that's the, like... It was like, you know who else has a lot of lesbians in their concerts? Kevin Gates. Interesting. I went to a Kevin Gates show, and it was all lesbians. You know who had a lot of lesbians at their show when I went? Sid. Well, she is oh, a lesbian yeah, now, so yeah. that's uh, okay. a bar of it. She's a lesbian. I thought we were going to say SZA. No, Sid. Sid mm. the kid. Sid. Oh, my God. Sid. Sid show was nothing but like a bunch of beautiful women there with their girlfriends. It was mm. nice. And then great music. Great music. That's the R&B can be good. Back to the point. Rappers either put on the worst show. Oh, we got we got oh, way bro, off track. Bro, you want to talk about shows? Pablo Let me just the shows. You, you want to talk about the worst show, bro? Yeah. When I've realized I'm not going to shows anymore. Now this artist, they have become a better performer since. But I saw Kodak Black fresh out of jail. Like, fresh out of juvie, Kodak Black, like, skirt, skirt, like... The good old days, like yeah. Like, skinny Kodak. Short hair. Kodak Bop, like, just went viral last week. You know what I'm saying? He just got out of jail. I saw Kodak Black do his first show in New York. That nigga was so bad, I thought he ruined his career. <laughs> like, get, I thought... Because like, that before that, you know, like, it was before, like, streaming and everything yeah. mattered and... The internet where it was like, oh, most of the people who enjoy, who enjoy you will probably never even come to a show. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of things don't matter at all. But that's the pop. So, like, that was before COVID. Now, post-COVID, you see Smoke Perp, seven people in the audience. And that's I crazy. hope, dude, Wi-Fi's funeral. He was kind of a dick, so I don't feel bad saying this. I, I love a few <laughs> Wi-Fi funeral I like songs. his music, too. I like his music, too. But he, there were six people in the audience. And he went out and did one or two songs with his back to the audience and then left the venue without saying hi to the six people who were pumped to be the only six people listening to you do music. I would have told all six people there, pull out their phones. I would have been like, yo, don't shoot shit behind you. As a joke, I'd be like, we already know how this internet shit go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd tell them the truth. I'd be like, yo, listen... We down bad at the label. <laughs> I'd be telling them all types of shit. I'd be like, bro, I'm on tour. I got to pay my mortgage. My mom's sick, bro. Like, listen, we got to make this shit look lit so I can sell out the next day. And actually, if you got a cousin in that state, I'll make sure he getting this shit. Like, I would have been doing fire but marketing. Could, nah, dude. I saw, but that's what separates. Like, I saw Mozzie and there was probably like 12 people in the audience. And he put on one of the best shows I've ever seen. Because he was like, nah, I'll show up. Out for the people when was this about. right before pandemic interesting mozzie put out a fire album during the pandemic mozzie's one of my favorites yeah. like he's what like one of the most underrated like i liked him in like the blah da days back in like 2015 even before kendrick co-signed him and fire. shit like 
I've had like Young Thug, same thing. I was on, and shout out to your dude that you put me on to, Strick. Strick, yeah. Dude, he's fire. Strick is fire. I man. saw you post something about him, and I had known him because I've been Young Thug since like literally it's before he signed to Ten Seventeen and shit. So when I saw you post, I was like, I'll check his shit out. And it's dope as fuck. Yeah, it's fire. Strick's got a lot of a lot of hits. Like he just he gives a lot of game. You know, he's the machine. He gives out. He's 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 a part of a lot of products you don't even know. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many people like that. Yeah. In the, it's like the comedian's comedian. It's, it's like, like just behind the, the scenes, man. When you're yeah. around, you're around, you could just give some game. I know so many people like that. Yeah, dude, the music, comedy. What I realized being like hanging out and being more in the rap world is comedy does not get as much respect as an art form. No, comedy, yo, this is comedy. <laughs> this is all comedy needs, right? <laughs> uh, this is the only thing comedy needs. This is the only thing comedy needs. We just need respect for being on stage. Comedy is the only art form where you don't get respect for just being there like Mm. if you went to your niece's play and you knew everybody at this play sucked you know what i'm saying you knew everybody here they they're they've not trained they're talking to the gym teacher to go to work (laughs) with this play you would still sit there and be like i can't say shit while this play is on yeah, <laughs> I can't ruin this play. Yeah. I can't ruin this all this train wreck of a play. But for some reason, comedy just does not have that. Why do you think? I don't know. You think it's because it's talking? So yeah, it seems easy. Yes, and also everyone thinks they're funny. I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, everybody thinks they're funny, but I don't. I know I have what this it is. theory though that comedians. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but like people who are funny don't need to be comedians comedians like have to like prove that they're funny so that's why they do so much to prove it like, nah. ra- like the hardest rappers the hardest people don't need to be rappers no because the but the rappers have to prove how hard they are through their art form the same way comedians have to prove how funny they are through their art form I wouldn't think so. I don't when I don't listen to a rapper. I'm not really trying to see how hard you are. I'm trying to see like how smart you are, really. Mm, and I I feel that way with some rappers, but with like Wes or like Griselda, that thing. It is like what's the craziest hardest shit we can say? Interesting. Uh, fucking. Well, I'm Derringer I'm compared to RZA, I'm compared to dudes that'll stab you in the face with a pair of scissors. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm. That's, just, I'm, that's what I think that of when I think hard. of them. I think of, I think of wordplay more than like the hardest thing. I think of them going to say some like, but then Conway, they're going to put some good references. They're yeah. going to make me go look up a movie I wasn't even thinking about watching. Well, that's you know so, what I'm saying. Yeah. They're going to make me go look up a card model. Like, I'm gonna learn like Matt. I'm gonna learn like. Two actors that I wasn't even thinking about. Like, yeah, when I look at them, like I'm thinking, I'm taking all the culture shit, and I'm thinking, I'm taking the the uh, samples. I'm going back to listening to what they're rapping over. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really thinking about like, yo, do these niggas need to be the hardest? I'm like, are you niggas like? I don't think they're trying to be the hard, but that's what like Conway got half his face is paralyzed from a bullet in the head. Yeah. And then if you listen to his newest album, God Don't Make Mistakes, which I don't know if you have, it, no, you should, it's really good, but it's all about depression. 
That, like it's all about. Like, but that's what I want to hear you. That's rap what about. I want to hear about too. <laughs> but I do feel like there's a reason that like you can't tell me rappers don't try to be hard. Uh. Yeah, man, because that just goes back to being comfortable, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. But that just goes back to being comfortable. And comedians, that's why, like, I don't super try to be funny on this podcast because it's like I don't want to. That's not me trying to be funny, like. Yeah. That's me, like comedies, the uh, art. And so I'm you don't not, like funny niggas. You see a funny nigga, you like get the I fuck out of here. I nah, I love it, but that's not see, me. funny. You see, like, so if it's, if a dude's funny and he's like. He's like a shape. You like yo, get this funny oh, athlete yo, nigga just call, out of here. That was the wildest way get to this call funny me athletic, fat. Get this That's funny the athletic nigga. I do love that. You no, I'm saying, but I'm saying like as a short nigga. As a short nigga, that. I know. As a short I nigga, love, I know what you we're like, on. You're nothing of you're like and athletic. I know you hate. You're like you hate funny I'm, people. I'm small. Like, I'm you small. Hate like funny I know people we're like and athletic no, people. No, we're, we're not like if you if you hate funny niggas, then that means you also you gotta hate. I don't if you hate, hate anybody it. that does anything no, that you want to do, like, not gotta, at all. I don't hate it. But it's it, not that you hate it. It's just like yo, it's too close <laughs> to the mirror. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like it's like niggas like he get laughs. He be like yo, bitch, I'm funny. Like, <laughs> I don't th- no. I think that I get inspiration from that. What? Because before, 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 like I was in the pursuit of it, I would get mad. Okay. And I think that's what goes back to why I think people in the audience will heckle or get mad at a comedian is because they're not doing their shit and in real time you're watching someone do their shit and interact with you like yeah yeah it is like that i always say that when i was not doing when i wasn't pushing i'd get mad at people who are pushing yes but now that i'm pushing i get inspired by people who are pushing yeah that makes sense i've never heard it like that but yeah i could definitely see that like, you inspire me heavy. It's an honor to sit down with you. It's cool that, like, we've got to hang out before. But, like, from when we met at Boston Calling to, like... Because, like, quietly I see everything you do, and it's awesome. And, like, you inspire me because now I'm like... You're out oh, here, man. Cool. Yeah, you're out here. But I appreciate that. And you were always cool, and you were always, like, very... Uh, I appreciate that about you. Like, you always had good energy. Yo, you cannot be a dick to anybody outside because anybody could do anything. <laughs> anybody could do anything. So you don't want to, like, wherever someone is right now, like, three weeks, three months, three years, they could be anywhere, you know? So it's like, you don't ever really want to... Like, some people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, yo, I just smile and nod. Like, I don't want anything from people. Mm. I feel like that, and I feel like that's where a lot of my relationships are, like, how... I establish friendships with people is like I like sometimes you meet people and they're feeling you out, or like they're like, oh, you got the whatever, so now mm-hmm. we can hang because you got you you know what the whatever is, to where it's like I come around and just try to I I try to I want to meet somebody three times before I want to I know you're my friend, and then mm. in those three times that's like not need any anything from each other, but like let's still smoke weed, let's still get drunk, let's still tell a story, or let's just fucking realize we got mutual friends and you know yeah. Yeah, that's how I grow friendships. I'm not the dude that meets someone and immediately is like, this my homie. But I mm. meet people and I'm like, oh, shit, nice to meet you. Nice to see you again. Oh, shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, because it is, because, yeah, if people are doing shit, they'll be brought back together. Like, I always say, I think I was just saying this story, but, like, Sam J. I met when I was, like, 16 because yeah. I couldn't get into a club 
It was when she was like start. She couldn't. I couldn't get into a club because I wasn't twenty one. So my dad came and like bought her a beer after <laughs> a show, and we just like met from there. Is and this now straight Sam J? No. Nope, this, okay, was, this, this is, is still gay Sam still, J. Okay, <laughs> but like, no ponytail Sam no J. No ponytail. I okay. never saw her with the ponytail. She was opening up for Wyatt Cenac at John. Oh, she was already, she already made it. <laughs> but she was like a local Boston person. Yeah. And it was just, it is the, I don't, most of my idols that I've met and I have been cool. Yeah, man, they're regular people. If you most meet them in the right situations, are, yeah. yeah. If you and, meet people in the right situations, it'll be good. And even if you don't, like, I feel like now you know so much about the inner workings that you could be like, oh, it's just, they were fucking, they're a dick, but yeah, they were also on tour, they ain't slept, you know, you can, you have yeah. way more context of the actual work that's going on that a lot of people don't understand when they run up on somebody, like, they're like, yo, this nigga's getting run up on all the time, he don't have the energy for every fucking body. No, 100, <laughs> dude, 100%, like, the first time anyone... Did ever asked a picture with me because they like listened to my shit. I was tripping sack. Yeah. And I just, he was just kept saying information about me and it was like really weird and I didn't want him yeah, to Yeah, you were like, too high. You were just I'm like, what have high. I done with my life? Legit. How so much I'm of like, myself have I given away? <laughs> I didn't want him, this is so stupid. I didn't want him to like, for me to like, him to think I hated him, but I wanted to like stop talking, so I just gave him a hug. Mm -hmm. And then he never posted the picture. Okay. I think I lost a that's a good. That's a good uh, defense mechanism. <laughs> just hug us. I would have just been like, I would have just been like, bro, I'm high as shit right now. Yeah. Please. Like, I would have probably just told him. Like, I'm an honest guy, man. If you catch me in the streets fucked up, I'll be like, bro. I'm fucked up right now. Can like we do this another time? Yeah. I used to not be that guy. I used to be the. <laughs> That's me, right? Yeah. That... <laughs> okay, so you're like. And in your head, you're just you're spiraling. Like, you're like, all right, how long is this gonna go? Now I'll just be like, hey man, can I get? I gotta make a call real quick, man. I'm <laughs> I, like, I'm the king of getting out of stuff now. I know how to bounce. I know I am the same way. I hate being in conversations I don't want to be in. You know what I learned? This is what I did for like years. I was a poster. I would go places and I would post up. Mm. And then I started making laps through places, man. Oh. Like once you meet people, make laps, bro. No, I'm a pacer. I, I just found walk out, around the whole event. What I found out is be at that event an hour, be at the event all night. Same difference. If everyone who needs to see you sees you, mm. like they, you did your job, and yeah. even and then you leaving it even more like I saw him, but what did he like? Yeah, I, I Irish goodbye. Everything. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm that guy. I'll never say goodbye. I'll just walk out and they'll be like, oh, I must have missed him on the way out when yeah. I'm like sneaking out the door. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who's yeah. like, see my people, get out the way, keeps me in good spirits with everyone. Yeah, you can't. And people, oh, also you can't act wild at events. Like, going back to just everyone's normal, it's like, you can't, I don't know. What do you, you mean can't, you can't like, act wild? Like, the more people I'm around, the more you just, like, act chill. Like, you can't, you can't be, you can't go up to anyone as a fan. Oh, yeah, no. You can't go up to anyone. And the more cool people you meet, the more you realize that. Yes, but you see, the thing is about, like, artists and stuff, you have to meet them twice. You have to meet them, and then you have to make them realize why they should remember you. Mm, so mm -hmm. you have to be like, you walk up to somebody, you're like, hey, I'm Sam. And they're like, 
Saying my dude bucked up podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Like, oh, I was remember they were telling me about your shit. Like, yeah. you gotta like break their fucking defense. No, one hundred percent. Like, you just that hello is like a, a tap that you're like, <laughs> nah, yo, we did the thing back then, and they're like, oh. People get so offended when you forget them, and I'm like, I'm mostly stoned. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I don't that mean too. to remember. Like, I don't mean to forget who you are. I'm no, sorry. we we're outside. We're meeting yeah. people all day. I feel. I think someone said you can only remember a hundred faces. Mm. I wasted those on like niggas in high school. And you've been around people since like you were young, so you probably just like whatever. People Everyone's grow normal. like yeah. mask now. I'm just. I just smile and nod. Good <laughs> to see you again. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'll be. And they'll be like, oh, I don't think we've met. Oh, oh I'm, so, yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me. Do, Do you, you feel bad going into places reeking of weed? No. <laughs> Bro, I don't even smell weed anymore. I don't either. I don't, I don't smell we weed were, anymore. Yo, so they were. <laughs> I don't smoke weed. They were looking. Like, I don't, I don't smoke weed around, like, children or something like that. Because I know, like, oh, it's crazy. Like my, uh, like I have a balcony. I, like my apartment's balcony is like half and half. Uh, so it's like the next door is right. The neighbors are right there, and they have the window open. I know they have a kid, so I'll be like, "Fuck!" I'm not so where do you burn. smoke? Uh, I smoke on the street, and then whenever they have it closed, I'm burning up there. Okay, all right, that's nice. See, I feel bad because I bought this cookies bag. It's like a sponsor because it's smell proof. Mm-hmm. Definitely not smell proof, bro. Because <laughs> I pull up everywhere with this shit And then I'm like, oh I probably reek a weed They were looking at studio spaces Earlier, and like This is like a professional tour of the space And I have my fucking weed bag And every one we pass I just hear the Yeah, that's good, man <laughs> Hey, weed is legal, bro You're not doing a thing wrong Yeah, yo, last night I told you I was fucking tripping Walking around the city for so long and I'm on the phone with my dad I have an airpod in and I have a uh, a 40 in one hand a joint in the other and I'm just walking and I look up and I see a group of cops and I stop and I'm like hey guys like have a good night just because I don't want to be weird I look up and it's the full precinct and they just look at the alcohol and the joint they're like the guy literally goes at least you're being honest (laughs) (laughs) and then just that's hilarious that's the white privilege, though. No, you're not doing anything <laughs> illegal because uh, you can smoke weed, and uh, I really don't think they're forcing drinking on the streets anymore these days. It was way better than getting pulled out of my car last time I was in. That's New York, New York for you, man. Very lax. Might be a little too lax, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like LA a lot more than New York. I like LA. I'm I'm about to go out there tomorrow, so yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to LA. Are you nervous? Uh, no, nah, I'm excited. Not nervous, man. Yo, put the reps in. I'm ready. And you took the week off just to relax. Yeah, I took the week off. I'm chilling, bro. You know what you're going to do? Know it. Wrote it down. Set the transcript then. Yeah, we're lit, bro. How do you prepare for something like that? Forever. You just prepare forever. I've been preparing since 2020. So I've been preparing since 2019 because I thought we were going to do it in 2020. So, oh, so this has been in the yeah, they were supposed to do the Netflix is a joke fest in 2020, Mm. March, the same day in 2020. Pete Pete and friends, same thing, man. This thing has been on its books forever, and yeah, the world shut down. So, I had a I had a set, you know what I'm saying? Like, or what I thought was going to be a set, or what I thought what I would have eventually turned into a set or some shit. Uh, and yeah, the world shut down. 
And Are you happy it didn't happen back then? Fire. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know what's crazy? I actually, what's funny is the world shut down. I was like, oh man, I'm going to still make a special. So I made a special, like the I, one you shot at the shoes? at the private shop. Yeah. I made a special mm-hmm. at the. I took. I filmed a special at the private shop. Shout out to Myrtle Beach, good people, and yeah, I still have that. But I like can that. I put that to the side because I kept on telling the jokes, and the jokes kept on getting bigger and bigger, and things kept on moving to the. You know, it was just mm-hmm. forming differently. So like. Where now I'm like, yo, thank God we didn't film it two years ago. Like I'm such a better comic. This is the first set that I'm, I'm going into this one. Like I know what to do. Like I know yeah. exactly how to do it. So if it, if it's getting the if it gets anything of the reactions that it's been getting in rooms on camera, will be great. So like if you come up with like a new bit, like. I don't even really want to talk, but like you have the bit about your brother, whatever. Do yeah. you do that in that special, or is that saved for later? Uh, I'm saving that. I'm saving that. Uh, okay. I have a, I'm doing a Kev on stage after Netflix. Uh, Kev on stage has a keep your distance comedy. So mm-hmm. I'm doing a set on that in the summer. So those sets go right up immediately after they film. So I'll probably do, probably I'm going to do a Netflix set, and then I'm going to do a, like an internet set. Because I'm, like, interested, yeah, like, how you compartmentalize your jokes. Like, what's yeah. going to go to what? What's going to go to what? Like, jokes that you probably do and are never going to go anywhere. Like. Yeah, this is, like, what I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it like, okay, boom, we're getting to send these jokes away. So once I do this special, you know, I'll, I'll tell these jokes probably if I feel it. Yeah. You know, if we're having a good night and I want to just <laughs> autopilot it through a set, you know, and I don't want to go to work immediately right away. I'll probably be telling these jokes, but I'm looking at it like, yo, I can finally stop telling COVID jokes, you know? Mm. I can finally stop telling these jokes. Yeah. And then I can grow after that. Like, it's like cutting off something, just gets, you know, growing another one back. So when the special, the Def Jam gets deleted, mm-hmm. those are jokes that you thought you were done with. But no, now, they're done. Uh, they're done. No, those are that'll done. That'll never come out. Like, They'll you never can never back. release that as just like. No, I'll probably find the set and I'll mm. put it back out again. Yeah, but I would never tell those jokes again. No, isn't that weird though? Like that what? those jokes are kind of right now lost in time. They're somewhere. They're somewhere. <laughs> I got them on my. I have them on my. On my. Uh, <laughs> At least thing. you have it. Yeah, I have yeah. T- tons of them. Yeah, mm. yeah, they are done. They are. It's it's a moonlight joke. I, I had this moonlight joke. Oh, <laughs> I was, like, I was uh, like about the movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, that shit was like my favorite. <laughs> it was going off, and I was like, oh, I gotta take this to Def Jam, and I told it on Def Jam, and was like. It's done. Yeah, yeah, and you can't. Wasn't really, even a closer. It was like a br- middle joke. It was like a. It was like a middle joke, but I just made it a closer. You can't bring a moonlight joke back. No, now. no, not in twenty twenty two. Like, it's so deep. we had to kill it in twenty eighteen. How long's your set uh, for Netflix? Uh, they said it's about uh about twelve. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna do like yeah, I'm doing twelve. I'm doing. I'm probably gonna end up doing like fifteen to be honest. Yeah. I'm not. Ta- I'm not rushing. That's my thing. I waited for this all this time. I'm not rushing myself. I'm telling every joke I wanted to fucking tell. Yeah, and you're very like uh, you, not slow on stage in a bad way, but you like take your time. Oh, we're gonna so build it. It's that's probably that's like, so nerve wracking for a 12 minute set. Like, what? I don't know. Like, you want to get all your shit in, but you have to take your time. I'm not. I don't want to get all my shit in. Yeah, you've been doing comedy a lot. I want to tell the jokes. I plan on telling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time, bro. Like, yeah. No, I used to want to get on stage and be like, but nah, not anymore. I don't really care to get on stage and and like prove I'm funny. 
I get on stage and just be funny. And you are. You're fucking yeah. killer. But that's just comes with repetition and time. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I hate that. Like, that feeling, I threw that feeling away. That feeling when you get on stage and you're like, I gotta prove, I gotta validate to you that I'm funny. I'm like, nah. Nah, if you're not laughing at this one, you just, it's you. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did at that show in Rockland. And I had a horrible first half of the set. And all right, all right second half, whatever. What do you mean? Like, at the show that we did, or that I got the guest spot in my it first half. was a bad half, set, bro. My first half was, because I was trying to prove. Because they just called me up on stage. I was just trying to prove. And then I slowed down, because I am like, I'm not a speed person on stage i slow the fuck down yeah but i'm still new and that goes back to the podcast thing that we were first talking about i've been doing comedy six years three years of like you know so many sets a week that's not a lot of time at all but i have something that then lets me sell out a show in philly so i need to be able to like balance the only being no you should do that more you just sell out more shows. You should do it once a month, once a week, <laughs> if yeah. you want, you know. But I want to be able to be a good enough comedian because I care about. I'd give up everything. But for you could comedy. do that hosting, you know. You and I that. did host. I didn't. I never booked myself as a headliner because yeah. I'm not a headliner. But I'm I saying host. just hosting and like wanting to get it tight, like that. Yeah, then you can do yeah. it. Yeah. But it just takes time, like, and I know that. But it is weird getting something that like takes you farther than comedy because you see comedians that can't live up to the expectations that they're given uh yeah i've seen that i also see comedians who can't get people in the door so mm. yeah. <laughs> grass is always greener on the other side right it's half and half yeah do you were you ever an anxious person like how do you deal with your anxiety you, you are so calm i'm anxious I just man, over like, i just overthink overanalyze i'm everything. anxious but i don't I don't fuck with things I don't like, bro. So I don't put myself into a lot of things I don't like. Mm. I've I don't uh yeah, like sometimes men like when people complaining, what I've realized is complaining and worrying. Some people act like they want to solve the problem. Some people want to act like they want to solve all the problems. But actually like like complaining and worrying is like their hobby. You know, cuz if they that got taken away what would they do with that time mm. it's not like they gonna go read a book in that time it's not like they're gonna go fucking start a healthy habit in this in that spare time you know so nah, yeah i started yeah. realizing like yeah like yeah so i stopped hanging around people with high anxiety and then yeah just chilling man i just realized shit was lit bro like <laughs> nah, i, I worked you. real hard and like i was poor for i was broke i was never poor but i was broke and uh, I'm in a place right now where I'm like, oh, okay, it's not that bad, man. You know what? That's true. Because I actually am good, and I'm happy with everything other than the being broke part. Yeah. No, I was broke for a and while. And I'm broke now. Like, everything I do goes back into it, and everything else is happy. But, like, there's always that, like, little You're like, nagging oh, shit, voice. I gotta fucking like... pay this fucking, um, behind on doing the fucking, and if I don't do the, what, <laughs> the, 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 yeah, I did, oh, and then you're counting the time. Oh, gotta do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's the only, honestly, that's where my only anxiety sits. Oh, that'd be over. 
It but then after do. that, it'll be something new. So yeah, yeah exactly. since once you realize it's always something new, then you can just <laughs> it's always <something. laughs> yeah you yeah. Because could... if you, everything was good, you wouldn't want to do shit. Yeah. Also, writing. I will say writing, man. Writing. Like, how just... do you force yourself to sit down and write? I just write. Like I don't. I don't. Uh, pen and paper. Pen and paper, man. I just write. I don't journal comedy at all. Like it's all the same. Everything's the same. I have a structured notebook and then I have a free write notebook with no uh no lines or anything. I write in that like all day. That's what's like the, really wait, my wait, what's the difference between the structure two? Structure is like if I'm gonna write like a if I have like a screenplay idea, then I'm gonna start writing the structure and the the line notebook. I'm gonna do the whole mm. outline and then I'm gonna start actually writing every day. Same way I would write. I trick myself into writing <laughs> when I I just buy very small Moleskine notebooks. Like the Moleskins, like wait, has how did you pronounce Moskines, it? Moleskines, Moleskines. I don't know if you took the E or whatever. I don't know. Moleskine, Moleskine. You just sounded fancy saying it, and I was like, "Am I an idiot?" Yeah, I have no idea how you say it. it. I, I, I caught it. I caught the A, but I don't know what it is. But I get those short, those small notebooks, and I just tell myself I'm turning three pages a day. Mm. Three pages. You give yourself. This is what I do. Three pages. Yeah, I do three pages a day. Every day. Every day. And no, no matter the time of the day, I would like to do it early when I go get coffee. So I I try to do it before uh, noon or one, but nah, no limit really. If I if it doesn't come out, and then even if it's even if I have writer's block, we're just gonna write about having writer's block. It's mm, you know if yeah we're just gonna write about why if we don't have anything to say, we're just gonna write about how we don't have nothing to say. You know how you blow you're blowing my mind right there because and I know it's so simple whatever but it's like you were talking about complaining as a hobby just yeah. take that like <laughs> complaining and write it and yeah, it yeah. becomes a positive yeah, like, yeah yeah it becomes something that you're supposed to be doing and I used to be good at journaling but then like yeah it's not the jur it's not like it's jur I guess it's journaling it is it's journaling. super journaling but it's not like it's the word I, has connotations I, behind it. What really inspired me, Child Gambino, Donald Glover, in the interview, they asked him, like, hey, man, how do you separate when you're going to write a joke, write a strip, write a rhyme? And he was like, I don't. And I was like, <laughs> like, like, oh, shit, like, that makes so much sense. Like, just make sure it's all there. How, yeah. That's damn. It's true, though, because why would I be like, all right, I'll give this amount of time to this, this amount of time to writing about this, when it just all comes together? Nah, I just wake up every day. You like, write screenplays and shit? Yeah. Get in there. You're going to hear about it soon, man. We got some shit cooking, bro. Really? Yeah, we're going to try to get some shit cooking. We got some shit oh. <laughs> cooking, cooking, cooking. That's cool, though. I want to... Do you feel like... How do you feel about people who are like, damn, like they don't do, would you always do stand up or would you go and do like other things? Like, I'm oh, out of here, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done, bro. Let me get the opportunity to like, no. I've been a stand up for 10 years. I've been a stand up forever, bro. If I, get, I can't wait till I sell some shit and it's like, hey, Jordan, man, you got to come to the office every day for the next 12 weeks while we do this shit and then we'll be filming the next whatever. And then after all, and, in the meantime, if you want, you can go tell jokes. Or if you want to do it, like, I can't wait till that. Like, that's what, what I'm trying to get to. Like, Are you sick of it? No, I'm not sick of it. It's just time to do new things. It's like, mm. it's, and then I want to do it. The, I want to be on the road and I want to be performing the way I want to perform. And I want, it's a difference between showcasing and 
Like, when you go see Chappelle, Chappelle has, like, a leeway because they know Chappelle. They know his voice already. So he can kind of just come out and fall into what he wants to talk about. I want to get that. Like, mm. yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to do the proper things to get that. Yeah, because you don't have to prove yourself. They already know who you yeah, are. Yeah, we're here to just talk about what's happening. Yeah. And you have to, like... I feel like you're pretty good at just doing your own thing, though, and, like, being yourself. Like, not competition with... Any, like, you feel like you're just... Like, your shit chilling, is your shit. Bro. Chilling, Yeah. We are chilling. We're trying to get it right. Because it's, like... Yeah, like, I I spent so many... You'll spend so much time looking at these niggas over here, and then the the list will come out at the end of the year, and it'll be some niggas way over here. You'll be like, bro, I spent all my time clocking these niggas. Yeah, and I was talking about this. Like, I want to be the worst person on my team. Oh, yeah, easily. Like, I want everyone around me, I want to be better than me do better like i want to be the worst person because then i have to hold myself to a higher standard because when you're the best person you're just like i'm chill here i'm good i don't know is that when you're the best do you just think that you're killing shit like that i think you can become complacent okay i think i'm like i want to stay I, I do like this level this year i was just like yeah i'm very happy i'm not like famous because mm. i can just lay low i can go outside no one sees me no one's asking me you don't have anything. aspirations for that i do if, if the work goes right well that should will happen but with that being said i i could i need to cherish this time right now that i'm riding the train and chilling yeah i do feel that but i don't know why i just feel like it could be a, a self-hate but i just have like a hunger that i need it's like an itch that i always need to scratch yo i i did i stretch so many itches bro <laughs> stretch so many itches <laughs> Like, did stretch so many itches. Yeah, my 20, like you said, you're 24? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nigga, stretch. I'm 31. <laughs> I had a great 20s. I spent my 20s in New York and L.A. I was on a TV show. I was fucking bitches. We were traveling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I, I'm chilling, bro. I have no, I'm not a nigga that looks back on my 30, on my 20s like, man, if I had done whatever, we'd be living like whatever. The, the reason I'm in the position I am in, like, why shit ain't as lit as it could possibly be is because a pandemic came through. And I had to sit down. I couldn't go on the road forever, you know? Like, I could, I had to take a year and some change off, so. Yeah. Knowing then, that I, but I, you also were like, damn, I w- I'm glad that Netflix shit didn't happen yeah, beforehand. It took, yeah, it took, it, it taught a nigga patience. And, yeah, I went mm. to South Carolina in the pandemic, bro. I, I didn't do, I, I wasn't around. You weren't around. patient before that? I was patient, but. I think that shit taught me a whole new level of patience. Because that's back, just going back to screenplays, I wrote my first real, I was writing screenplays and pitching shit and getting told no. And that's the process of, you know, just Hollywood. And, uh, but I finally wrote something I really was like, oh, this is the shit. And then I like sent it out and the world shut down. And then I went to South Carolina and I was just chilling in South Carolina, not around anybody, just my mom every day. I was talking to uh, my girl at the time, and, uh, yo, I wasn't concerned about anything, and I was just waking up and writing. And then, in the middle of that, I would start getting, I was getting, like, generals, you know, when people started doing Zoom meetings and shit. I would get the general call, and they, I'd get on the general just like, ah, a nigga trying to say he did some work today. And then i get on, and they're like, so we read your script, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, Oh wow, and yeah, we're still it's still in those like 
it's still happening right now. So like that, even when the world shut down, it taught me like, oh shit, the shit that I still wanted to happen is still gonna come through. Yeah. So yeah, it just gave me more patience. And the thing about the um, the like wanting to complain because you realize like shit always happens like the day after you want to give up. Yeah. Like if you can make it past that one day, because like anything big happens. Like if you're like. No, I'm just gonna stay inside today. Or like, no, I'm not gonna send. Yeah, that I realize you know what happened. Like, I'll be going outside and I go to wrong places. Sometimes you could go to wrong places when you I go bet. outside. <laughs> so if you go to wrong places when you go outside, you'll just be too in your head. But if you go to right places and you see the right people, they'll remind you who you are. How do you uh, differentiate? Uh, I have a girlfriend now, so I'm just, like, <laughs> chilling a little bit better. Like, before, I don't know, I was just alone. Like, I was just in the streets alone. I was just trying to get into some shit. So, Pulling yeah. around. Yeah, so I was just, <laughs> like, of course I was set up for some fucking, you know, the wackest, uh, vibes. <laughs> mm. Or do you, you really, the, the, like, na- all right, now I get it. You're, like, 30. You're, like, I did the shit I needed to do. Now you can kind of, like, settle and start building, like. Life around it. Yes. Life around the art instead yes. of just like the art. Yeah. Because I look at like hooking up or whatever as like taken away from my like work. You look at hooking up as taken away from your work? Yeah. Interesting. I looked at hooking up as like, you know what's crazy? When I was out, I looked at it as life. I looked at everything. I looked at the whole experience of this as work. Like, I realized, like, ah, oh, shit. Because once things started, like, especially once I became a full-time comic, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. How old were you when you became a full-time comic? I was a full-time comic probably since I was, like, 23. Okay. Uh, Full-time, 23, yeah. I had jobs before. Like, I worked at, like, Macy's. I was a production assistant. Like, I had a bunch of jobs. But uh, around, like, 23, got unemployment for the first time. Mm. I got unemployment for the first time, and then all my friends were graduating. So I had to see them online graduating. And I was like, or they were getting out the army and they were buying a house. So I was like, fuck, man, I got to trade. Did you think you were going to go to the army? No. Oh, I was about to say, you and the army no, would be hilarious. No, no. But no, I, I, just saw, I just saw everybody wreaking the, the benefits of their last four years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I got to get some money now. And that like kicked my hustle up. And that's when I became a, a full-time comic. But once I became a comic, a full-time comic, it was like, oh, shit. See, and then once wait, it got better... What you just said, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's very important, and I hope people <laughs> are still listening and listen and who want to be comedians. Because you said, when I made the decision to be a full-time comic. Yeah. You have to make that decision. No yes. one's going to make that decision yes. for you. I got a little bit of unemployment, didn't have to have a job, and then I realized it was running out, and I was like, I have to figure out ways to make money, and I haven't had a real job since. I'm a fucking full-time podcaster and comedian because I made that choice. No one was like, you're a comedian now. You got hired. You know, And you know what you realize at that time? If you're really about it, you're like, I have nothing to do for 12 hours. I could <laughs> definitely hop on this bus and go get this fucking 300, 400, you know, however. It yeah. don't even matter the number because I'm not doing shit right now. Like, and I everyone... don't have a job. Like, exactly. I can't say it's it's, below, it's beneath me because I'm the bottom. Like, People don't realize that, like, you can put 40 hours into anything. Yeah. Like, that's not that oh, many yeah. hours. Like, in it's the not, amount of bro. hours in the week, if you put 40 hours into anything, it's going to become your full Bro, you can go job. on the road, come back, people wouldn't even know. <laughs> How did you make that decision at 23? Like, what was, like, you were like, 
I'm just gonna start what hitting the road, messaging random clubs and yep. shit. Like, yep. Uh, at that point, I knew that it, I was I, like I said, South Carolina. I was doing comedy in South Carolina before that, so doing the open mics and going back every holiday and hitting and them seeing me growing and stuff like that. I knew there was like you know I know there's a scene. I know y'all are getting shows and. Y'all are, you know, do a comedy night and someone's coming through and getting fucking $300 a night and you're doing it once a month. Like, just make it be me. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when I started doing shit like that. So I just You started, just sent out emails and shit. I just hit the people that I knew and then I would just hit go the back to the South. You. I would keep on going. I was in New York doing spots. So I was hosting mm. shows and shit like that. But uh, then I would go to South Carolina and run around there and get like, a stack, you know, from doing the bar shows, being home, not trying to, not having to, you know, pay for anything at my mom's place and then come back up, like, you know, like two grand up. Now I can just actually run around till that ran out, you know. I'm 20, you know, you don't need, no, that's what you I'm, don't need much when you're that age. I'm you know? listening to you talk and I'm thinking about, because like I live at home and I come and I stay in hotels when I go or I'll sleep on their couch and like yeah. be able to create the, create this. And then it's like, why don't, as you said, you could have a show like that every week, every month. Yeah. But I'm such, like, you know when you, I need to. But also, bro, I'm telling you what you should be doing. No, I I hate when people do that. But no, I need you to, I'm happy because (laughs) we have hung enough times now. And I do, like, you inspire me enough that, like, I'm hearing what you're saying. And I'm like, why aren't I, like. This is gonna sound. Cl- <laughs> this is gonna sound like a dick, but it's. Uh, I hope I inspire everyone to do this. I'm very lucky to have an audience. How far I am into comedy at my age. Why don't I use that to get booked to make money to then grow it? Like yes. I don't email shit. I just hope people reach out to me for spots. Yes. And then the one time I did, I sell out a show in Philly. Yes. Like, the other time I did, I sell out a show in Brooklyn. Yes, so, like, but it's like doing the the places where people can come. You just same way with everything marketing capture it. Like I'm bro. dumb as fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm dumb You're like, as oh fuck. shit, I can just be. Oh, oh like yeah. I literally could just reach out to people because I have bro, people who will come out and support me. Once like, I realized, like we were doing shows forever. Me and me and Reg were doing productively stole forever. Free show, five dollar show, ten dollar like forever. Just like marketing it up. We realized, like, tw- like once we, like, realized, like, oh, they give us money no matter what we set. Like, we just have to set our price, bro. Mm. $25. You can't come, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. A ticket. And you guys have grown that to, like. Make a mer- merch. Uh, yo, it, uh, how much? $40. We selling the shirt for $40, Nothing bro. Like, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, set your price and then just do it. Yeah. Look at fucking. You're right. How. And look at what happened. You did that. $5 shows, free shows, to then selling out the stand, having crazy shows. I mean, yeah. I remember the show I went to see, like, CP, Eagle, like, you you guys, like... Those are just friends, man. I like, know, but I'm you not... guys have... That was the one I went, but you guys every week have a crazy, or every... Every so once a month. Once a month have yeah, a people crazy like, lineup. Yeah, the lineups are going off, man. We just truly really try to make it uh, just fun. Like you said, we don't... We... The stand, we... we do that show at the stand. We're not at the stand every night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not on the house shows at the stand, you know? But you still sell out downstairs. Exactly. So, Which you're just doing your own thing independent, which other people might be like, well, maybe we shouldn't. But you just keep pushing. But, yo, there's way more hustlers. Like, it's so... New York is a home of the hustler because it's like... You have to. 
it's a lot of dudes running shows that are just getting it right now. How did you and Reg create product? How did you guys meet? Like, because uh, shout out Reg. <laughs> shout Thomas, out Reg. He's been on the podcast. Shout out Reg. <laughs> uh, Frankly Stone started at Karma. Uh, this comic named Victor Plekov had a room at. Uh, and you and Reg knew each other before that. Uh, I did not know Reg before that. Uh, this comic named Victor had the Karma room. Shout out Victor. Hits me up all the time. I definitely need to hit you back more. <laughs> uh, he uh, he had a room at Karma. It was the only room you could smoke in, and I wanted to do a show there. And I couldn't. I called all the time. I could never get in touch with the bookers. And I just went to him and was like, yo, man, I got an idea for a show. Would you want to, like, like I have an idea for, you know, your show that's going on. Like, can we just do a show once thing in your time called Productly Stone? And me and Victor Plekoff, uh, he was the first co-host of the thing because it was his room. And uh, then he moved to L.A. and he blessed me with the room. And uh, then I met Reg through uh, going to Fat Baby all the time. And uh, Reg came on as the co-host. And uh, it was easy just because it was like, yo, once a month we got a spot that we know we can do. This one we're just, we're not doing this many shows. We're not doing weekend shows. We got a spot once a month where we know, like, ah, oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. And back then we used to just run a marathon show. So it was like we book one person. We already know everybody wants a spot or a Saturday. Mm. And after, you know, 10, when we close, the spot turns into a club. So it's like people are just coming just to fucking have something to do. And uh, then I started getting spots. But Reg is still, like, uh, you know, a newer comic. Now he's got a room where, you know, uh, you know he's putting people up. So and then I moved to LA and I just left and you know it was Productly Stone was him he became synonymous with Productly Stone a lot of people don't even know that like it's my show or yeah because he has the podcast yeah, yeah yeah like that I that I did some, but it's like uh, yeah like he's kept it alive Red just kept it alive like longer than like it like Red just kept it a thing so shout out to Reg for that so yeah it's just and you guys that. are hilarious together yeah and we would do it East Coast West Coast and uh, this year has been the first year where we got to do it like solidly just us like. Mm-hmm. Never, not one show. Well, I think it was one or two shows that where we missed one of us had to host without the other one. But this is like the first year where it's just been us tag teaming. We cut the shit down. There's like four comics. Like, it's lit. That's so much better when you just have a bunch of killers. Yeah. Because like, like, I remember the shows was just like. Yeah. All, uh, Gavin was on there. Yeah, it was a killer. Yeah, we're sure. now we just try to make it tight. Now mm. we know like in out how to fucking talk shit. That's funny. Us, yeah. us, you know, you take go tell jokes in between. Like that shit is nice and it was cool because I got to see you headline in Connecticut. Like was that like your first weekend back pandemic? Yeah. And then that was dope. That was awesome. That shit was sold then, out, bro. Yeah, it was that fine. Was, that was such a fun show. <laughs> it, was day, it was like the week after my they birthday. They didn't want us in the green room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember the manager, Oh, yeah, because of COVID. He was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, it's COVID. It's and many. then it was cool seeing Reg headline um, the show last week. I don't know if he ever told you about the show we did in Buffalo. The nah. shit show, bro. He came up to Buffalo. You remember that, Irish? At some weed festival. And literally, it was a rap show, and in the middle of the rap show, they were just like, yeah, you have an hour to fill with comedy. <laughs> and so, it was maybe a hundred weed vendors, everyone buying bud while we're trying to do comedy, like, 
Reg killed that shit. Hilarious. <laughs> there were like Griselda members there. That shit was such a funny show. Fire. Fire. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that shit. It looked wild. And he <laughs> told me and he told me you had him up there, so Yeah, but well we stayed at the Red Roof Inn, which I can never stay oh in my another God. Red Roof Inn. A Red Roof Inn. A Red Roof Inn. I, I never really stayed on the road before this past year. Oh, so now you so now, now you're I'm bougie. Now you're like now oh. I'm learning what hotels I can. Oh my god, yeah, you can't go you can't go under Dude, after to be the, honest. You really can't go under a comfort in. Comfort in La Comfort is the bottom. Wait, where's La Quinta on there? La Quinta might be right next to Right her. next to <laughs> <laughs> No, that is the bottom. Like you can't that's the bottom, Dude, right? Dude, after there. interviewing Khan, I had a red roof and shit in the toilet unflushed. Yo, I had to like now I'm definitely like the guy. I, I get a definitely mid hotel room. I need a Oh, mid. I thought you were going to be bougie. Mid. I thought I you were going to be like, I, I need a sweet. I don't need a super bougie hotel, but I definitely need to be in a decent <laughs> hotel and have no problem, like, investing. Like, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, because you got the hotel and didn't even stay the night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was bougie. I was like, damn, they're balling. Oh, that's, that's, yo, that's what Netflix money gets you. Yo, yo, <laughs> Hotel rooms for three get, hours. That's what working gets you. Uh, that's what working and uh, doing a show you wasn't even expected to do. Like, I definitely did that show for Reg. Like, Reg was like, you want to go up here? I was like, oh. I, I, I would be chilling, bro. <laughs> like, but I, did, I went because I was just like, yeah, I like driving, really. Yeah. Like, the drive is beautiful. I like driving. Uh, and I, I like driving, I like smoking, and I like talking shit. So, yeah. Hey, that's it's the, easy. Like, I'm like, that's a day. I'm not going to be doing shit. And it was in that fancy-ass nightclub. It was nice, That man. looked that like a fucking fire. Vice City nightclub. That shit was fire. I had a way better set than I thought I was going to You killed have. that shit. Yeah, that you shit was killed fire. killed that shit. Yeah. Oh, the, the fucking... I'm... I'm such like a cuck on stage where I won't yell at people for filming. I felt so happy that you did. Oh, I have time, man. <laughs> time is the thing. Like these days, I've I have all the time in the world on stage, bro. I'm I'm learning. I still am trying to master it though. There's mm -hmm. three crowds. There's fucking uh, great. Like you go up there, it's great. It's like okay, it's amazing. Autopilot. We just gonna murder this motherfucker. It's okay. But we can get some shit out. We can work on something. And then it's like, these people don't want to hear jokes at all. They just want to be fucked with. And I need to, like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Because, uh, yeah, I, I'm getting better at talking to people. But some shows I realize, like, I talk to people and I'm like, oh, that's all they wanted. Like, why did I even try to tell a joke? You still want to figure it out, but you also want to take a step back from stand-up. How uh, what? You were like, you were just like, I still am trying to figure that shit out. Like, do you feel like you can get to a point where you, like, step away from trying to figure shit out? Nah, but, uh, <laughs> nah, but I'm doing getting more comfortable in the space mm -hmm. and time, yeah. And also, I guess you have so many years and hours under your belt, you can't step away to do other shit and come back comfortable like a bike, kind of. Oh, yeah, when I was in L.A., I barely, barely, I did stand up, but mostly the road. I barely did, I did sets, but I never had rhythm. Mm-hmm. I never had any rhythm. New York got me back in my rhythm. New York got the confidence back. I will say that. I just, I just like L.A. more than New York. I think for lifestyle purposes. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah. yeah lifestyle is the shit. Uh, I comedy got chased, wise, I got chased by a gang of rats a few months ago in New York. <laughs> Do you why? I was tripping again, walking the streets. Oh, you thought you got chased by uh, No, no, I really did. And I was walking down one of, like, the food blocks, you know, where all the restaurants are, and it was late after they were all closed. 
and I walked by, and I was with this dude, Brian. Shout out Brian Daly. I guess this was more than, whatever, a couple months ago. And uh, all the trashes just started emptying rats out on the street. And we both, this we weren't tripping too hard, and the rats started chasing us down the street. That's a true story, man. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I, I hate rats, bro. I, I definitely do hate them. Nah. So you're going out. You're filming your shit. Then you're doing the Kevon Kevon stage. That's uh in June, June July. Mm. Uh, I'm going to this Netflix is a joke fest. How long after you film it does it drop? Uh, I have no idea. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. All right. But in the summertime. Last question. Best concert you ever went to. We were talking about shitty concerts. Best concert. Best rap concert. Best rap concert, man. Yo. I can, I can only give one? You can give a couple. Okay. Uh, I could only... I could say the best show. Best show, best show, best show. Okay, I saw Lil Wayne... Uh, I am music tour, two thousand nine, like January two thousand nine. I'm in high school. I haven't even graduated yet. Uh, January two thousand nine, very specific time. Um, he is touring the Dedication three and the Carter three, and he gets to a point in the concert where he goes, "All right, man, I got these new artists, and I'm gonna let them rap for you." And he brings out Nicki Minaj and Drake. And Drake does Ransom. And then next month, uh, So Far Gone comes out. <laughs> uh, so that was a great one. Uh, right after that, I saw Jay-Z do a 9-11 show that was on Fuse. So every fucking guest set was there. Uh, like Kanye, Mary J. Blige, Pharrell, Kid Cudi. Every guest, like when the Blueprint 3 came out, he did like a 9-11 tribute show. Is it hard to turn up while you're tributing 9-11? It was pretty fire. It was pretty fire. Uh, that you can't mosh top. during a 9-11 tribute. I would say right after that, I got to give another Jay-Z show. I went to see... these. Are, I guess this is a sandwich right here. Jay-Z. Blue, Jeezy. It's the day Lil Wayne's supposed to go to jail, but he doesn't go to jail because the jailhouse caught on fire. Randomly. <laughs> very, very small hip-hop fact. And... Uh, Jeezy's performance. Jeezy's the intermission in the middle of Jeezy's set. So like, wait, Jeezy's the intermission. Like, they're co-headlining, but he's basically the intermission. Oh, like, so Hov comes out, does like twenty, like a few songs, and then Jeezy comes out and does like twenty in the minute in the middle, and Hov come back out and does like another thirty. You know, that's like same way yeah. they did the Drake and Future show. They did the mm. Drake and Future show like that, yeah. and they did the Drake and Migos show like that. But uh, say that to say. Jeezy comes out. He's like, yo, man, we got to do it for my brother Wayne. He went to jail today. And he brings out Nicki Minaj to do Bedrock. And then he's like, yo, I got one for him, too. And he does I'm Going In because he has the third verse on I'm Going In. Yeah. And uh, the beat drops. And, like, all you see is, like, Wayne walk out <laughs> center stage in Madison Square Garden the day before he's supposed to go. Like, he's supposed to go to jail next week. Fucking, he doesn't do Madison. He doesn't even come into the city. Lil Wayne doesn't perform in the city because he hates New York because he got arrested here. And, like, this is one of the only times he's ever performed in Madison real? Square Garden. Yeah. And, fucking, that place went through the... They got... They, they went so insane, bro, that if... They went so insane that if if someone else... If Wayne would have did another song, 
Jay Z couldn't come back. <laughs> like they were so hyped that if Wayne did another song, like it would have been over. It would have been, like, been like they would have been like, "Ho, what are you doing here?" That's how crazy it was. Damn. Uh, other great shows. Yo, other great shows. That joke. I'll, oh, the thing you were telling me about Ti's great joke. That shit. That's what reminds me of him being like, "DJ, drop whatever," and then he's like, "You wish I would rap." Wish. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, that's how Wayne was. He was like, yeah, "You wish I do another you one." Wish I would you do wish I do another one. Uh, I saw. What's another good show? I saw, I see a lot of shows, man. I seen Our Future when they were off. Oh, OFWG KTA, jumping off second floor balconies. I saw Travis Scott and Young Thug rodeo at Webster Hall late Ooh, show. Okay, I saw. I saw Travis Scott open up for Juicy J, which is such a weird wow. thing now. Wow, like, that is crazy. I saw Kendrick Lamar open up for Steve Aoki. Crazy. That it was one of the. I saw Kendrick Lamar. The best. I saw the best Kendrick Lamar show. I saw it was a festival called the Downtown Music Festival in New York. It was a festival that started like after nine in New York at like a bunch of clubs. And they just had like you went, you got a wristband and you go to all these shows. You just had to walk downtown, Lower East Side, Chinatown. And it was uh, I bought the pass for one night because uh, the headliner, it was Earl doing his first show, Earl Sweatshirt doing his first like solo show. Like with Hive and like all the Doris stuff, so he was like debuting that. Yeah. And uh, then the headliners of the night were the Black Hippie Crew. Oh, I have to say, Absol's the best one. I have to say that it was it was it it was not marketed as TDE. It was not marketed as Kendrick Lamar and and friends. Yeah. It was marketed as the oh. Black Hippie Crew, and I think. Because it was marketed as the Black Hippie Crew, a lot of people didn't know what that was. And with that being said, the show did not sell out. Like it wasn't the it wasn't not that it wasn't sold out. It wasn't the most packed yeah. show. Mm -hmm. It was in this club downtown, and uh, the way they did it was J Rock came out, rapped the song. At the end of J Rock's song, his song his like third song would have Ab Soul on it. So Absol would come out and rap his verse, and then he'd start doing his set, and then like he'd do two Absol songs, and his third Absol song would have Schoolboy Q on it, mm. and then Schoolboy Q came out and did like three songs, yeah. and then his third <laughs> song has Kendrick on it, and then Kendrick came out, and this is like the week after, like this is like two weeks after Good Kid, Mad City came out. Oh shit! And it didn't. <laughs> it wasn't Pat. That's crazy. Absol Absol is still my favorite. It's great. Like it, it was like great, it, bro. It was a, it was a fire show. TDE's so dope. I saw SZA on her first headlining show ever um, with Smino opening. Fire. And that was a dope show. Sir is like one of my favorite R&B singers. Nice. You like Sir? Do you I know do love Sir. Yeah, I, just love, I love Sir. And what's his brother's name? I have no idea. D-Smoke. Oh, his, wow. That's his family? Yeah, that's his brother. I did not know that. Yeah, and he's pretty dope too. I will say another good time in life was when I used to go like showcase shows. I used to go to showcase shows. Like I don't even think they even, do. They even do shit like that anymore, bro. Yeah, they have those. Um, there's this uh company that does them. I forget what bro, they're called. I used to like... go to showcase shows, bro. CMJ Music Festival, New York, bro. Really? I, bro, I went to a show. I'll never. It was one of the greatest shows ever. 
it was uh it was uh, just a showcase it had og Mako, key uh drum oh, came out God. drum was up early drum did like cha-cha and it was like right before cha-cha blue and uh ot genesis popped up in the middle <laughs> and performed coco OT's bro, a great performer. Bro, if we're talking about rappers who know how to perform, OT bro, knows how Buster to perform. Buster Rhymes showed up. Like <laughs> we never. Another great part of this concert, Key, uh, Fat Man Key. Shout out, shout Key. out, Fat Man Key. One of my two eleven. One of my two nine. Two nine. Two nine to that grave there. Uh, was one of my favorite rapper groups at one time. Key was one of my favorite rappers. At still is one of my favorite rappers. He's so good. Uh, he but, just dropped uh, a new project, <laughs> I think. But uh, I said that to say that what was, what was the trade of thought? Uh, Buster Rhymes. Oh, I was telling you a side note that Key brought 21 Savage out. Key, 21 Savage was just in his entourage. Like, he just mean mugged the crowd the whole time. Like, he was not even rapping. Like, <laughs> he didn't even have a mixtape out at the time. Like, he just came and looked like the scariest nigga you would ever That's see what, in your yeah. life. Like, and then that summer, he started rapping. Oh, <laughs> shit. But, uh,. OT Genesis comes out and with Busta Rhymes and like they're playing Coco. We've never heard Coco before. No one in this room has heard Coco. Every time it gets to like bacon soda, I got bacon soda. Busta Rhymes cuts it off. He's like, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. This is that real shit. This is that da da da. And then like fucking song starts again. Everyone going crazy. Y'all don't cut it off. Cut it off, bro. They brought back Coco like four times, bro, before that shit played out. And by the time they let it play, like let it play out, everybody in SOBs was like, "I'm in love with the Coco, bacon soda. I got bacon soda." Like, yo, yo, it was like the hot. Everyone left the show. Like, what? we never heard of OT Genesis at all. Didn't know who he was until months later after that. The song didn't even take off till months later. But every we're walking to the train. Everybody's walking to the train like, bacon soda. Because <laughs> that, that song took the fuck over. Yeah. Oh, one of the, well, yo, I saw, this was before any of them blew up. T Grizzly, Young MA, Damn. 21 Savage, and Young Nudie. And that was just a crazy, because none of them were super big, except for Young M.A. I think it was right when... She was doing Ooh? She was on the Ooh tour? Yeah, that was right when Ooh dropped. Damn. And she headlined that show. Yo, I saw uh, I saw Playboy Cardi and 21 Savage when they were SoundCloud niggas, like, mm. when it was just Red Ops. When he was signed to, like, Father and shit? Yeah, I saw Playboy Cardi open for Father. Because he was part of Awful awful yeah. Records and I shit. I saw him open yeah. for Father, The Like, that shit was fire. I saw him open. For, that was, like, the last. Playboy Cardi was the last rapper I was ever invested in. Mm. Like, you, you like know, Whole Lot of Red? I loved Whole Lot of Red. I liked Whole Lot of Red, too. But you know how you see a rapper and you're like, yo, this nigga's about to blow up. Like, yeah. this is fire. Like, yeah, that's the last rapper I ever said. He was like, yo, this dude's gonna blow up. And he oh, did. when Fetty dropped with Maxo Cream. Fetty. Yo, I love Beef. It was a song called Beef. Mm. I don't know what either real did. To... Yeah, I was. Tr- I actually been trying to reach out yeah, to him to I don't get know. him on. Yeah, listen, man, I don't know listen what happened, him. guys. Please, please mend your relationship, guys. 
Yeah. The fans want to hear Playboy Cardi over awful beats again. Well, that's like, you know, Divine <laughs> Council. Yeah. When they broke up, that was like, I thought they were going to be the biggest thing. Like, Silk Money. Yeah. Like, when they got that Andre feature off that shit. Like, honestly, Divine Council, I'm so mad they broke Damn. up. Like, Damn. Like, I, Playboy Cardi, I saw Tripping on Mushrooms a couple months ago. Nice. And he didn't rap a single word the whole show. Every 15 seconds, he went, he went, he went, Kaka! I used the whole sh- every 15 to 30 seconds. He just went Ca-ca! to every song. Yeah. Yeah. Ca-ca! It was the, and I'm tripping and I'm like, is this real? <laughs> Yo, how lit was it? It was pretty lit. I loved it. Hilarious. Damn, I wish I would have saw it. I, w- I wanted to go see it at the Barclays. I got COVID. Oh, damn. Yeah, sad, sad. <laughs> I did want to go see it. That was like I was like getting in shape for the mosh pit. Honestly, <laughs> I was like stretching. I was doing like squats. I was making sure my cardio was up. You I gotta really be ready. To. I can't mosh because I got glasses. Uh, I was a mosher <laughs> in my day, man. I feel like I was a part of the fucking. I feel like I was a part of the fucking generation that brought moshing back to hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Like I was mosh. All I loved. I just wanted to mosh. go see ASAP mosh. Another great show. Fools, gold, day off, two, fire. ASAP Ferg, Danny Brown, uh, Migos, Ben Trill, Travis Scott, free show. That is a crazy show. <laughs> that is a, I saw, speaking of moshing, the last, like, crazy, I saw Denzel Curry open up for Ghostface Killer. Wow. And horror, you know horror? No, the nines instead of ours. They, no. like, do punk. So it was a punk band, and then Denzel Curry. So everyone's just moshing crazy. And then Ghostface comes on, and everyone just, like... You can't really mosh to no, Ghostface, you come to but listen. everyone respects No, you listen that, to like. Ghostface. That's the thing, man. I show, like, certain rap shows, you listen to them. Like, yeah. certain shows... You go to Playboy Cardi, you go to Playboy Cardi show to lose your mind. Yeah. You go to Griselda show to listen to them niggas. Like, you're like, I want to hear it's this It's a performance, shit. Like, yeah. Well, that's like... yeah. There's some comedians that you go to laugh, and there's some you go to listen to what they yeah. have to say. Some of them. So you could do both. Which one are you? No, I'm just kidding. We'll end on that. Thank you, man. This was dope. It was an honor that we finally got to sit down. I'm happy down. we did it, man. I'm happy. Follow me, guys. Follow me, Jordan Rock. Easy. Hit that like and subscribe button. <laughs> go, go out to see Productively Stoned once a month at the stand. Yes, check. The, in the, the New tech, York City. Yeah, check the Stands website. We're on there When's your usually next every one? third Wednesday, uh, the 18th of May. So Oh, I think I'll, I'll try to pop out. Please, please. The 14th is the first time I got booked at the Stand. Let's get it. I'm excited. All right. Irish, you want to plug too much content shit? Yeah, too much content live for the website and on social media. Uh, listen up, everyone. I've never done this on the podcast. I have a Patreon. I just set it up. Um... More details coming soon. (laughs) I hate promoting myself. Bye, everyone.